Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I got to talk about a non-Congress-related story, although you should know Kevin McCarthy has lost the seventh vote. They still think there's a deal in prior. I just, you know, so we're going to push out. If you subscribe to Substack, uh, paid or free, any any of you who are subscribed to Substack, uh, if you text data to 33777, just click that first link, uh, put your email address in there. You don't have to take the pay option if you don't want, although you get a lot of extra stuff if you do. Uh, one way or the other, we're going to push out the interview I had with Congressman Dan Bishop. If you missed it, Congressman Bishop, one of the leading opponents of Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Fox News circulated a story that said he would quit Congress if McCarthy became speaker, and that's not true, and he debunked it on air. But one of the the issues there you should know is there's really a lack of trust there. And I should, in fact, because I got Charlie to play cut this clip up, I I should uh, have you listen to this exchange with Congressman Chip Roy and Brett Baer last night on Fox. We're having conversations about the substance the American people want us to have. Our Democratic colleagues didn't do that at all over the last two years, right? They jammed us, jammed bills through. They didn't allow us to mend on the floor. But let's be clear, Republicans have their problems too. And we talk about, oh, you guys just want to get in charge so you can start getting things done. You got to get them done the right way. The American people didn't send us up here to continue the status quo. So Kevin's going to have to give us the ability to constrain the swamp the same swamp that passed the $1.7 trillion bill that had 7,500 earmarks or $16 billion that didn't allow us to secure the border, that had $45 billion for Ukraine without a single vote on the floor. Okay, I understand all of Ukraine. that. I really do. And you we know who first used that. the swamp, who talked about the swamp? Sure. His former President Trump, as he was campaigning to be president. He talked about the swamp and changing the swamp all the time. And in this statement endorsing McCarthy, he says, I think it's a dangerous game. And frankly, if they're not happy with them, they can do something about it at a later date. I support McCarthy and I support getting the deal done. What I don't support is allowing this to continue to go forward. Do you think that at some point this is hurting the Republican Party, understanding you're standing on principle? Do you think that the split screen of President Biden with Mitch McConnell talking about infrastructure and the chaos on the House floor is eventually hurting your party that maybe there should be a deal to get something forward? There should only be a deal if it's a deal worth doing for the American people who sent us here to stop the swamp from rolling over what they want us to do, Brett. And President Trump can say whatever he wants. It won't be the first time I disagree with him, and it won't be the last. The fact here is, I'm not going through a list of who he's endorsing or not endorsing. I understand. What I'm doing is standing up for the people that sent me here to stop doing the same old thing. That's a great point, and good for Chip for standing up. Now... Um, two things you need to know. We're going to switch gears. There is some movement on Capitol Hill. I just got a text message from, uh, someone in the know that, uh, you may see someone suddenly step forward, uh, on this fight, uh, and change names. Not going to say who it is. Don't, don't want to cause him misery, but, uh, there is a, a current member of Congress willing to step forward. It does appear, uh, which is going to be intriguing to watch happen. You will have heard it here first. Um, but Damar Hamlin, the, the hospital is saying he is awake, that his first question to the doctors when he woke up was who won the game? 
He's communicating right now by writing. In writing, he's been ventil- had been ventilated. Uh, hasn't had his voice come back yet. Communicated by writing. Wanted to know who won the game. He is awake, responsive, um, brain fully functioning. He is making a recovery. Praise the Lord. Joe Biden was asked about the NFL by a reporter. Uh, God bless the president for this answer. Do you think the NFL is getting too dangerous? No, look. The idea that you're going to have... You got guys that are 6'8", 340 pounds, running a 4'8", 40. I mean, you know, uh, you hit somebody with that kind of four. Now, that's not what happened here. But I, I just think it's, uh, I don't know how you avoid it. Yeah, it, it, I realize the, the audio was somewhat muffled, but a reporter says, do you think the NFL has gotten too dangerous? And, and he's, no. Uh, and good for him for that, because, you know, there is this this movement within uh, the liberal media that football is just too icky, gross, and dangerous. And um, I just, it, it, it frustrates me. Um, I, I just keep, keep your eyes on Oklahoma for the speaker fight coming up. Just, just so you, just so you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with the speaker fight now as a deal gets closer, but some of them don't want it. I, I promise I want to talk about something else. So let's get to it. The president of the United States haven't talked a lot about Joe Biden with this speaker fight. You know, he may be going to the border. Joe Biden might finally going to the border, but it's not what I want to talk about. Our president has banned TikTok from government devices. It was actually part of the spending legislation. And he signed into the law with no objection. TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, found that some employees inappropriately gained access to data from some American users, complicating the Chinese technology giant's already fraught efforts to convince lawmakers the app is secure, the individuals involved misused their authority to obtain access to TikTok user data. Shu uh, Chu, chief executive officer of the popular mobile video sharing app, told employees in a memo. The data access stemmed from an internal ByteDance investigation launched over the summer to discover the source of employee leaks to the press. Members of ByteDance's internal audit team responsible for the probe accessed the personal data from some journalists' accounts, including IP addresses, to try to determine whether they interacted with TikTok employees. The company launched a separate investigation after a Forbes story claimed ByteDance employees plan to use TikTok to track the physical location of some American users. That second investigation, conducted by an outside law firm, discovered the inappropriate access to personal user data. One person on the team resigned. Three more were fired. So ByteDance itself, the parent company of TikTok, ByteDance owned by a Chinese company tied to the communist Chinese army, is admitting that its employees surveilled American reporters. Notice how the American press doesn't seem to be super outraged about this. This story came out uh, a couple of days before Christmas. Notice how it has not gotten widespread coverage. Now, if it was Twitter, they would be all over it because they hate Elon Musk, but they kind of like China. It's remarkable. 
it's dangerous. TikTok needs to be banned. Uh, The Democratic governor of Kansas has now banned TikTok on state devices there. The Republican governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, has done the same. Ron DeSantis in Florida has now done so. The Oklahoma governor, Kevin Stitt, has done so. Other Republican governors have done so. I think Greg Abbott in Texas has done so. Bill Lee in Tennessee, I think. Uh, A lot of governors in states, Democrat and Republican, are beginning to ban TikTok on government devices in large part because we now have multiple stories and evidence that it actually has been used to spy on Americans. TikTok, at the end of the day, is owned by the communist Chinese. Now, they can deny this, but you got to understand how communism works. The state is everything in a communist country. And China gives the veneer of private enterprise in China, but it is a veneer. You you scrub away the veneer, and what you see is that everything is actually owned by the state. So ByteDance appears to be a privately held company, but it is direct ties into the Chinese army, which is part of the Chinese state. And so they do the business of the Chinese. You know, the old CEO of TikTok fled the country and now lives in Singapore. It's a real problem. And American kids want to get TikTok famous. Now, they used to want to get YouTube famous. Then they wanted to get Vine famous. TikTok or Twitter killed Vine. Now they want to get TikTok famous. TikTok famous should not be a thing. I, so I saw a video. A buddy of mine sent it to me yesterday. And I found it very funny. But also was a little disturbed. It was a young kid. Less than 10 years old dressed up in some anime or superhero costume. And the mom says, buddy, you want to say your first cuss word? I'll give, I'll let you say one cuss word. And the kid was so excited and he dances around and he says, make sure you put it on TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, my very first cuss word. And then he says, F Joe Biden. Which you may think is very funny. And I did laugh. I admit I laughed. But also, mom is putting her preteen on TikTok to say F the president of the United States in his costume. Whatever it is, he's going to get canceled later in life because of his mother's antics. My daughter had her wisdom teeth taken out uh, the Thursday before Christmas. She was deeply concerned that we would put a video online of her coming out of anesthesia. Now, she actually, we were all kind of disappointed because she, they didn't give her laughing gas, and she woke up and was totally fine. Like, when I woke up, I threatened to sue the doctors because they hadn't done the surgery. Like, I'd never had anesthesia before. And I woke up in the mid, mid-sentence with what I had been talking about before I went in and, and couldn't talk but didn't realize it. And when they were trying to lead me out, I was like, no, no, you haven't even started yet. I'm going to sue you. I'm a lawyer. I'm going to sue. This is before I was. And then went home and got a terrible infection and nearly tried to murder my wife. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I I was hallucinating so bad. My fever was so high. Um, We had watched Fantasia the night before and and had the the hippopotamuses and the flamingos and the alligators and crocodiles dancing on the bed. And and I was was stabbing at them with a knife. My wife had to come home and and take me to the hospital. It was bad. Uh, Couldn't open my jaw for two months. Um, 
But my daughter, thankfully, didn't have a problem, and she didn't come out. But I'm just I'm stunned by the parents who put their kids uh, like a permanent record on the internet. It is forever on the internet. They put it on TikTok, and uh, TikTok is is ruining more lives than it's benefiting. The Chinese are clearly steering the algorithm so that American kids uh, go off and, and learn about transgenderism and why America is a deeply racist dystopia. The Chinese are weaponizing TikTok against us. The president of the United States of America has now banned TikTok on government devices. What more evidence do you need that your children should get off TikTok? If they want to be famous, they can get on Instagram and learn how to do a reel Elon Musk should bring back Vine tomorrow for a competing platform so that TikTok, we can find a platform to get all these TikTok famous kids too. Most of them are familiar with Vine anyway, but it needs to go. It needs to die. You need to get it off your phones. You need to get it off your children's phones. Governors, Democrat and Republican, bipartisan members of Congress and the President of the United States all agree TikTok is bad. Not bad because of the vanities and profanities of children on TikTok. It is bad because it is owned by a Chinese communist state that means to use it to weaponize it against us. You should take TikTok off your phone. You should take it off your children's phones. You should listen to the president and the Republicans, the Democrats, the governors around this country who have said, stop using it. The weather outside might be frightful, but in your bed, you've got super soft bowl and branch sheets to sleep under. They'll keep you comfortable. They're just the perfect weight. Summer, winter, fall, spring, the perfect weight, and they get softer every wash. And right now, with the weather so cold outside, you want to just be snuggled up inside. They're the perfect sheets under which you and your loved one can snuggle. And right now, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L. Andbranch.com. The promo code is Eric, E R I C K. Bullet Branch sheets are the perfect 100% organic cotton threads that get softer every wash. Not only do they get softer every wash, but they the drape across your body is just perfect. I really enjoy mine. We've got them now on multiple beds in the house. We've just kept buying them because they're so soft. And every wash, they get softer. And right now, get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code ERIC. Hello there, it's Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me. The phone number, 877-973-7425. All right, this is kind of cool. So Russia has started sending Iranian-made drones to Ukraine. Uh, Over New Year's Eve, Russia launched a blitz of the Kiev infrastructure with drones, and the Ukrainians were able to shoot down 80 of the drones with some new really cool tech. It's a German-made Gepard system, a vehicle that can send dual streams of 35-millimeter rounds ripping into the sky to hit the drones. Uh, Berlin sent 30 Gepard vehicles to Ukraine over the past year, seven more on the way now. The weapon is essentially an anti-aircraft gun, sits on top of a tracked vehicle, provides Ukraine with a mobile air defense system that's played a key role in destroying the drones and missiles as the Kremlin continues to send waves of both to power stations and electric generation plants. The aerial assaults have plunged Kiev into darkness, along with other cities, and shut off the heat to tens of thousands of civilians. Since September, 
Ukrainian air defenses have destroyed 540 Iranian kamikaze drones. The Gepard is effective against uh, aerial vehicles and cruise missiles, but uh, it's intended for air defensive ground forces, and it's not actually enough to get the job done given the volume of drones and missiles. So the U.S. is sending other vehicles as well. This is one of the big advances in warfare here is the use of drones for things, for terror attacks and the like. Uh, there was, what, in, in Venezuela a year or two ago, a drone attack during the swearing in of the, the president down there. It, it was unsuccessful, but someone put a bomb on a drone and flew it in. And, you know, you can put weights on drones. So I've got a Phantom 5 drone from DJI. I don't bring it out a lot anymore. I used to do videos and stuff a lot. I just haven't brought it out in a while, and I need to. This is kind of fun to fly. But in the U.S., because a, a bunch of stupid people got drones and did stupid things, it's now highly regulated to use drones in the United States. Uh, and it, it's very, I mean, the laws and stuff have gotten very, it's a pain in the butt now. If you're just a hobbyist, you want to play with a drone, it's, it's not easy. But they're really cool to play with. Uh, and I've gotten some great videos of mine. I actually took mine up one time in the middle of a thunderstorm. And the thunderstorm was off in the distance. It wasn't right around me. And I just uh, videoed the lightning. And it was really cool to watch the lightning uh, with the drone. Nonetheless, uh, it's, it's kind of the new thing in warfare, too. And a lot of people are making a lot of drones to be in war. And this is one of the things Iran has done. You know, there was a uh, battlefield simulator years ago. It was a naval war warfare test. And essentially, it was on a naval battle, and how do you win? And one of the guys essentially brought in a lot of uh, very small, fast, inflatable boats and put bombs on the boats, suicide bombers on boats, and launched these things, uh, one a pilot for each boat, and they won the war game. It was a massive war game simulating a fight in the Pacific, if I remember the details, and the guy won. And essentially, it was you could overwhelm the big fleets with highly maneuverable small boats. And if you put enough of these small boats in, they can win the battle. Even though there's a, there's a high casualty cost, there are so many of them, they overwhelm the big fleet, and they win. And essentially, Iran has embraced this as a war fighting tactic, make thousands of drones and flood the field with them, and you'll be able to get down two-thirds of them. But the one-third of them that you don't get down is what's going to be decisive in the battle. And Russia is now embracing these from Iran and sending them into Ukraine. Now, the Americans are resurrecting uh, the Hawk air defense system. It was a retired system. You pair it with launchers that Spain has prepared, uh, and you can send it over and, and help take out cruise missiles. The Hawk system was replaced by the Patriot Missile Defense System. We don't want to send the Patriot Missile Defense System in bulk to Ukraine because it takes a lot of training, and typically you have American advisors on the ground, and we want to keep American soldiers out of Ukraine. But what is so interesting here is it appears the Iranians, the Chinese, and the Russians are now throwing weapons into Ukraine to see how they stand up to the American military and the American weapon systems. What is very notable, and the key takeaway you should have from this, is that the American military systems are still dominant, including against some of the Chinese weapons we've now seen in uh, Ukraine, and including against a lot of the most, pretty much every Iranian system, 
the American military armor continues to dominate everything on the battlefield from every country that's thrown its way, and that's a good thing. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Remember, if you text DATA to 33777, just put your email address in. Whether you do the paid subscription or not, we're going to send out the Dan Bishop interview I had with him earlier. He's one of the 20 holdouts against Kevin McCarthy uh, who continues to lose votes. Uh, I have been told that a um, there will be a member of Congress putting his name forward if the situation doesn't change. Uh, Scott Perry, who is the House Freedom Caucus leader, uh, has put out a tweet and says, a deal is not done when confidences are betrayed and leaks are directed. It's even more difficult to trust. Totally unsatisfactory. I will not yield to the status quo. Good for him. Um. One of the things that you got to keep in mind here is the extraordinary pressure these guys are under. Um, I mean, they're getting primary threats, they're getting attacked, uh, smeared, and they're just holding the line. Um, Thomas Massey, who Republican, he's friends with a lot of the Freedom Caucus guys, but not in Freedom Caucus anymore. Uh, he's been voting for McCarthy. He just entered Tom Emmer's office, who's now the whip, uh, with pro and anti-Kevin members. Uh, they've begun a meeting. The negotiations are still going on. We will see where this goes. I'm Okay. If I'm going to be honest with you, I am dragging my feet a little bit because there's a, a topic I want to talk about, but it's also kind of depressing to talk about, and so I don't want to talk about it, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, it's about Alzheimer's. Joanne Silberner, um, and I may be pronouncing her last name, Silberner, Joanne, she's written a piece in the Free Press, the reason there's been no cure for Alzheimer's. And it trips a couple of my red flags. I, I think there is some uh, basis here that uh, there's a real legitimacy here, but also it, it triggers some of my red flags. Uh, in particular, I've heard this with cancer research for a while, and, and it is true and not true at the same thing. So some things can be in certain circumstances true and in other circumstances not applicable. One of the reasons Alzheimer's is a terrible disease, uh, it, well, I mean, there, there are lots of reasons it's a terrible disease. If you were here over Christmas, you heard my interview with um, uh, Bart Barber. He's the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. His mother has late-stage Alzheimer's. It is at the point where his mother doesn't even know where her mouth is on her face or how to eat. And I can't really fathom that. I've known people who got Alzheimer's, but they weren't direct family members of mine. My wife's grandmother got Alzheimer's. And you, it's a slow unraveling of your life. 
where you forget small things and then immediate things and then short-term things and then longer-term things and gradually you, you just you forget everything including your body functions shut down and you ultimately die a uh, 3 to 9 years when Ronald Reagan announced in 1994 that he had early alzheimers he retreated from the public eye and died i think what in 2005 or so i think it was 2005 it was near my birthday my wife and i had gone out to dinner at this great steakhouse in North Atlanta, McKendrick's, and then heard the news on the way home that he had died. Um, 50 million people worldwide have Alzheimer's. One of you listening right now, more than one of you listening right now, has a relative with Alzheimer's. One of you listening right now might have it. Researchers have worked very hard to find it, the cause and to find the cure. And there are a number of hypotheses as to the cause. Alzheimer's, uh, I believe, takes its name from the doctor who first discovered it, if I remember right. Um, There was a doctor, Alzheimer's, who was examining the brain of someone who seemed to have unraveled. And... Essentially, there are a, a number of theories as to what Alzheimer's has, has been caused by. And th- this uh, Joanna Silbener in Free Press has this study. Her father has Alzheimer's, and there are no good drugs for it. In fact, there are drugs that have just come out, some very high-profile drugs. To give you a sense of how bad the advances have been in Alzheimer's, there are drugs that can delay memory loss for like six months, and they're they're heralded as miracle cures when they're not curing. They're just just prolonging the stretching out the inevitable in 2003 joanna silverner writes my father got lost in familiar places and was deeply depressed it was that year as a reporter for npr that i sat through the fda hearings on a new alzheimer's drug namenda from the data that was presented i could see it didn't do much to help people suffering from the disease at the same time as is true for most alzheimer's families i was desperate to latch onto anything that might keep my dad from slipping away so when the drug was approved my sister and i dutifully fed those useless pills to my father as he slowly forgot the last few few decades of his life he died in 2006. i can't remember your name he'd say to visitors just before the end but i remember that i like you For some people, it's even more cruel. Bart Barber talking about his mom. His mom couldn't take a pill, couldn't remember where her mouth was, couldn't remember how to swallow. And Bart Barber, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, was relating to me over my Christmas program that his brother was trying to get his mom to do it and she couldn't do it. And his brother, a grown man, began to cry. And he said his mom, if you if you know people who have later stage Alzheimer's, you can even tell it in their eyes. There's no spark there. There's a fogginess. And he said his mother like regained her composure. It's like the spark came back. Her eyes composed. She focused. She had real focus on her son. And she said essentially, son, it's okay. Don't cry. Jesus has this. And then it went away again. 
and she went back to no focus again. And he was he just remarked that it, it's just remarkable that here at the end of her life, and they know it's coming, where her eyes no longer focus well, her brain is, she can't remember where her mouth is. She doesn't even remember who her son is. All of a sudden, flip of the switch with his tears, suddenly remembered who he was and wanted nothing more to comfort him. It's like they're there and they're not there. It's like sometimes you hear about people who they're they're vegetables. They're 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 in a near comatose state. And one day they wake up and they were there the whole time. In some cases. One of the problems with Alzheimer's is that there's been one theory uh, and it is the plaque in the brain. There there seems to be a plaque buildup. It was German psychiatrist, Alios Alzheimer's. He was a psychiatrist. Uh, Dr. Alois Alzheimer's was studying the brain of a deceased woman with dramatic short-term memory loss in 1906 during the autopsy. Alzheimer's saw dense plaques and tangles in her brain. Eventually, his findings set off decades of research into the nature and effect of those cogs. The brain seemed almost to have holes in it. It was it was unraveled in places, it seems. And there was an idea that there was this plaque that causes Alzheimer's, a plaque buildup. In fact, I've heard even more recently that there is a growing body of evidence, just like with heart disease, that the plaque uh, that grows on your teeth, if you don't take care of your teeth, can not only cause heart disease, but could cause Alzheimer's. And uh, there's, a, there's a move among dentists now to reemphasize to patients that plaque buildup is bad long-term for your body. Uh, but one of the problems is that we're not actually sure this plaque causes Alzheimer's because there are people who have Alzheimer's who don't have the plaque buildup. Most of them do, not all of them do. Is it related or is it something else? Is it that you've forgotten to brush your teeth over time because you have Alzheimer's and the plaque builds up in your brain? We don't really know. But there's been this herd mentality in medicine that this is probably it. And so all the research dollars have flowed in one way. Now, this is where you got to pay attention here because this is this is where my red flags go off. There are herd mentalities in medicine and science that we must all, this seems to be it. Everybody put your money here. Let's go research this. And anything that's not that, and any scientist who has a prevailing theory that's not of the prevailing consensus, that scientist can be bullied, shunned, or defunded, and so that research is left on the cutting room floor. It's one of the dangers within science, the herd mentality. There is a, the, the, the plaque is the or protein is an amyloid. There's the amyloid hypothesis. The amyloid hypothesis is that it is this plaque that grows in your brain that causes Alzheimer's. If we can prevent the plaque buildup, we can prevent Alzheimer's. And all the research dollars have gone in that direction. And in fact, many researchers who have disputed that and wanted to go off in their own direction have seen their funding cut. Nobel laureate, uh, Dr. Thomas C. Uh, Schudhoff a professor of molecular and cellular physiology at Stanford Medicine, says medical journals are particularly to blame. Publications in scientific journals, preferably prestigious ones, are make or break for scientists' careers. But the experts who get to decide what is published have a personal incentive not to encourage findings that might run counter to their own beliefs. Sudhoff, who's a consultant to several companies working on drugs for Alzheimer's, says too often a reviewer or two can scotch a good paper because it doesn't support a causative role for an amyloid. The sociology of science is set up so that people who do research that will get published and will get grants. 
Sudhoff thinks the focus on finding a drug to stop the disease without first understanding better the processes that cause Alzheimer's has set back progress. The science of Alzheimer's disease vastly over-focused for decades on amyloid. Instead of really looking at the basic fundamental biology, they just looked at more clinically oriented work. And as a result, not much has come out of this. In fact, there is a growing body of researchers within Alzheimer's who thinks we've been off on a wild goose chase. And maybe we need to reconsider. There should be room in science for, for problems. Now, this is where my red flag, when I say my red flags go off, let me explain this. There are minority theories in cancer research on how cancer develops, where it comes from, and what the cure should be. Because of my wife's situation, I, of course, have gone down those rabbit holes. And oftentimes what you find are people who have theories, who become obsessed about their theories, their theories don't pan out, and they become very, very bitter that, well, it's the big pharma is out to get me, or uh, because I'm going against the zeitgeist or the prevailing consensus, uh, that's why I can't get research. And actually, it turns out your idea is actually a crank idea. And you do have to weed those things out. I cannot tell you the number of people who have told me my wife's lung cancer could be cured by her drinking hydrogen peroxide daily or alkaline water. These are not doctors. These are people who uh, believe these things and uh, they can't be dissuaded otherwise. And it's, it's, it's deeply, deeply frustrating. One of the other problems here is the number of doctors who wish to prescribe medicines to offer hope, not to the person who is suffering, but to their family. We're going to give your father or your mother this drug for their Alzheimer's, and we hope that it will work. And you cling to that hope, and it doesn't work. It, it's, it's a very sad disease. It's very sad to see your parent get dementia of some any kind. So we got to be careful of the herd mentality. And the story does a very good job of, of saying there are more and more scientists coming forward saying one of the big problems in Alzheimer's research is that everyone has been headed in one direction with one piece of research. And it turns out maybe some of them need to go back and, and revisit, retrace their steps and go in a different direction to find other ways. And, and so much of the money and the research is funded in a certain direction. But thankfully, there are companies now stepping forward and funding it. The other thing you got to keep in mind here is big pharma. Some of you treat it pejoratively. Some of you think they're evil. Some of you think they're profiteers. My wife would not be alive but for them, and your parent would never have a cure for Alzheimer's but for them. There would be no hope for some of these diseases but for them. They get a bad rap. Is there a profit movement? You're absolutely right. There's a profit motive. But the sinister idea that they don't actually want to find cures for things because otherwise they lose money is nonsense. They find cures for things and people are still going to get sick from it, and they know how to treat it. And then your purchase of the medicine to cure yourself then funds the next big thing. It's what they do. It's what they're there for. Is there greed? Yes. Do they jack up the price too much? Sometimes, yes. But do they get a bad rap from conspiracists who have convinced themselves they don't actually want to find cures because they want to keep the money and the research grants thrown in? You're damn right there is. The conspiracists have made them a pejorative. The far right and the far left have become critics of big pharma, and big pharma has actually saved a heck of a lot of lives and doesn't necessarily deserve the rap 
completely. Is there criticism? Yes. Is it all fair? No. Now, one of the groups that's out there funding the conservative cause and the conservative movement and advancing conservative candidates is Patriot Mobile. They want your business. Here's real easy. All you have to do is move your cell phone service to them. If you're through your, your time period for your contract for your big cell phone company and you want to go to one that shares your values, Patriot Mobile is it. They share the same towers all the other phone companies do. So you get guaranteed great service, but there's something else. Unlike the big monopolistic cell phone company, Patriot Mobile are actually Christian conservatives. They take a portion of their profits and give it to the conservative causes you care about from the Second Amendment to life to advancing conservative candidates. It's actually fantastic. And what you can do is you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. You can see their service. You can see their detailed service coverage map, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You get guaranteed great service, and you're working with a company that puts a portion of its profits to the causes you care about. You can even take your existing phone number to Patriot Mobile and say, can I use my phone number that I have right now? And they will say, absolutely. And if you want a new one, you can do that too. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. You should know I just pushed out my conversation with Congressman Dan Bishop. Uh, if you want a copy of it, if you just text Eric, text E-R-I-C-K to 33777. Uh, you can get this copy, my conversation with Congressman Dan Bishop. I just realized it has Philip's name in it. Uh, it says it came from Philip instead of me. He put up the audio for me, and then I just went in and added the text and pushed it out. And now I got to figure out how do I get back out and say, no, no, it's not him. It's me. It's my post, not his post. <laughs> That's all right. Um, nonetheless, Congressman Dan Bishop, my audio with him, he's one of the 20 who is, um, who is holding strong and refusing to back down on the Kevin McCarthy fight, uh, you should text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Click that first link at the top. That's to my daily email, and it's there you will find the audio, uh, and you'll be able to listen. It's it's an 11, almost 12-minute interview with him. Uh, we also talked a little bit about the uh, redistricting fight in North Carolina, but mostly about what's happening in Washington right now, there's clearly a lot of distrust for Kevin McCarthy, and he articulates that better than I could, and hope you might just text Eric to 33777 and hear him out on this. Uh, at least try to understand where he's coming from instead of attacking him as so many talking heads on Fox News are doing to him.